handicapped. Her only handicap is that her phone seems to have been surgically implanted onto her ear. Molly laughed heartily as the suitcase was finally wedged into the bin and the businessman collapsed into his seat with relief. The woman mouthed a neon orange, Oh, thank you, dear, to the perspiring young man, and waddled beyond the row where the Appleby women sat, both shooting daggers in her direction. Of course she was unaware of their hostile stares, as her attention was entirely focused on her interminable phone conversation. We are going to be late taking off, Molly griped, checking her watch. Their plane was scheduled to leave the gate in five minutes. Well, we'll still get to the hotel in plenty of time for the preview party, Clara assured her, opening an auction catalog featuring folk and outsider art. I can't wait to see Nashville, Molly said, perking up. I've always wanted to stay at the Opryland Hotel. It's an awesome place. That is, if we ever get there. Look, here's another character holding us up. A squat man with a ruddy complexion barreled down the aisle, knocking into all of the seated passengers with either his laptop case, which was slung over his shoulder, or the trench coat folded over his other arm. Every few rows he had to stop and apologize to another mildly wounded passenger. Ow, watch it, complained an elderly lady who sustained a harsh blow to the shoulder from the leather computer satchel. This is why I hate the aisle, she complained pointedly to her husband. You always get the window or the middle seat and I get accosted by nincompoops and drink carts. Sorry, so sorry, the red-faced man apologized, smiling and coming to an abrupt halt next to the old lady. This laptop gets filled with more and more data from Monday to Friday. It just keeps getting heavier and heavier, he bellowed as he looked around to see if he had an audience. He then patted his rotund paunch expansively. Guess it's just trying to keep up with me. Ha ha! His grating guffaw reverberated inside the stuffy cabin. One or two other passengers offered polite grins in response to his self-deprecating joke, but Molly groaned. Oh no, this guy is a major talker. He's going to be in the seat next to me, I just know it. How did I get stuck in the middle anyway? She asked her mother accusingly. Clara gave an innocent shrug of her shoulders. You know I need to stretch my left leg into the aisle. Ever since that knee surgery, I've been stiff as your grandmother's fruitcake. Uh-oh, I think you were right. Mr. Big Shot is eyeing our row. Ladies, the boisterous man greeted them in a horrendous attempt at a gallant English accent. I do believe I shall be joining you. And without waiting for either woman to stand, he began pushing himself forward into their row. Clara grabbed a commanding hold of his arm and dug her long fingers into his flesh. You can just wait until we get out, she admonished him. Halfway into the row, he swung around so quickly to look at Clara that his laptop case arced into the air and smacked into Molly's cheek with a loud thwap. Pressing a palm against her smarting skin, Molly stepped aside and cast her mother a woeful look as their new neighbor thrust his bulk forward to the window seat. Save me, she whispered mournfully to Clara. Once everyone was finally seated, Molly immediately opened her book and pretended to be completely absorbed. Though it was difficult to concentrate on Poirot's sleuthing when her rowmate was shifting about so dramatically in his seat. 
In fact, the entire left side of his body had invaded Molly's space. As a result, she drifted into her mother's space. Now, where is that seatbelt? The man laughed. Those rascally things are always hiding from me. You don't have it, do you? He asked flirtatiously. Molly wordlessly pointed to where the belt hung from the side of his seat. He laughed again. As if it had been waiting for him to be safely belted in, the plane gave a sudden lurch and began to pull back from the gate. Molly, finally feeling that they might actually make it to Nashville somewhat on schedule, once again opened her book. But her neighbor roughly jammed her shoulder while digging around in his back pocket for something. Molly caught a whiff of beer breath. Pressing her body farther against her mother, who was giggling in silent mirth, Molly whispered, I am taking the aisle on the way home, I'll have you know.